listening to The Fret Files, the Guitar Workshop Podcast with Eric Daw. Send in your question or comment. To participate in the show, you can text or call 757-774-8482. Or to email the show, you can go to my website, ericdaw.com. That's E-R-I-C-D-A-W.com. Click the contact link and send your question or comment there. We'll use it as part of the show. Welcome to the show. It's the Fret Files, the Guitar Tech Podcast. My name is Eric Daw. I'm a longtime guitar builder and repairman. It's true. And my co-host today is Nat. Hello, Nat. Hello. Greetings. How are you? I'm pretty good. Me too. Good August weather. I'm thrilled about it. But that's not why I called. I will read the listener-submitted questions, and Eric will try to answer them the best he can, drawing on his experience as a professional luthier. Mm-hmm. I am glad to be back on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah. What's on your bench lately, Eric? Oh, what's on my bench? Uh, a lot of paper, it seems like. Like, I have a lot of... Paper like, coming in threes? Things, things are stacking <laughs> up. Uh, I just, you know, I get an order for something like you know, a set of pickups and I print out the order and I put it down on my bench and then I know that order has to be filled. Well, things are kind of stacking up. Oh, heck. Yeah, I got to get, I got to get some product out, man. You need to be shipping this paper. Yeah, I have uh, pickups to make and pick guards to make. You know, I make those replica Bakelite. I know. 50s style. You made me one. Pick guards. Oh, I did for your, yeah, for, for your telly? Telecaster, oh. yeah. Oh, it is neat. Just nice black, and it's got the bakelite. I forgot edges look. about that. Is well, it? It's been several years. Is it aged? Minimally, almost none. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense for that guitar. I don't think that guitar's aged much. No, because it was really clean, and the neck was unfinished. Remember that? It was oh, I a do. Japanese body that was glossy, and what could you do? You did really nice um, aging on the knobs, though. Mild aging. Oh, cool. And I think you gave me vintage knobs and several other things. Uh, so I've got paper stacking up and orders that need to be filled, and I've been working on one of Nat's guitars that has been just, in the shop for just a few, one, huh? for a few years. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you know, it. The sad truth is, the closer you are in in my world, like the the closer you are, my friend, the slower your guitar gets done. It's well, unfortunate. So your guitars get done slower than anybody. That's so, right, and worse. Just so you know. <laughs> That says something about our friendship. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. It's like I said, well, you might get ready with the beat button because I'm going to say something maybe you won't like. But it's like the other day when I said, hey, he fixed a banjo for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, well, that was another friend. Yeah. Yeah. See? Only, don't, I, don't do that for just anybody. Yeah. No. Yeah. And mine tend to be basket cases. Probably all your friends bring, bring awful basket cases and they... <laughs> Buy some hunk yeah. of junk and say, no, it'll be fine. I know yeah. a guy. In my defense on the banjo thing. so <laughs> Just cleared up. So that was brought in by a, an old friend. I told him I don't work on banjos. He's like, oh, will you just 
Will you just look at it yeah, and tell me? Yeah, don't on it. Yeah. Just fix it. So I put it on my bench for about five minutes just to just to tighten the tension pegs and tune it for him. I was going to tune it for him. That's yeah. it. Yeah. While it was on my bench, the head broke. Yeah, things could go wrong. <laughs> so it turned into a full-on repair. Oh, okay. Well, now I have to order a head for it and take the head off, and there's about 97 lugs holding that head on. Yeah, that's weird. And in order to get to it, you have to take the whole dang thing apart. It's like a 19... 19... It's rather archaic. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, it's like a, a 1922 piece. Ludwig banjo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for reenactors. Yeah. They've kind of fallen uh, by the wayside. It's like a typewriter a banjo to me in my it, world. It could be... Yeah. It's real anachronistic. It's like... On purpose. It's like walking right. around with an ascot or something. <laughs> and a monocle, yeah. 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 It's a contrivance. Is that what we call it? It's an affectation. Yeah. There we go. Perhaps in another <sighs> perhaps in another timeline, you know, f- theoretical yeah. physicists talk about that there's different timelines, yeah. you know, that perhaps our choices actually create divergent timelines and everybody's on their own timeline. And we'll never know. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there's a timeline where electric banjo really took off instead yeah. of instead of guitar. Buddy Holly played one. Alternate Buddy Holly. In an alternate universe. And they're like, the, that is so catchy. The banjo became... Pop star. <laughs> Pop star fodder. <laughs> it made it happen. It's... Yeah. Well, when, when you... Let me redirect you. When you get orders for pickups, do they tend to be very custom, very um, unique or unique... Resistance or wines or staggers or that kind of You know, of thing. they used to be. And I did the world a favor. Oh, good. I went into my website and I streamlined your choices. So you can see, before it used to be, you send me an email and tell me what you want. Oh, and that sounds so, awful. So it was like... Essay contest. Yeah. And it was <laughs> like, oh, how weird can I make this yeah. <laughs> Uh So now there's like a multiple choice thing. Yeah. Do you want it underwound, overwound, or normal wound? And crazy dreams. Click, click, click. Not one of the choices. Stag- staggered magnets or flat magnets. You put the box, put the check in the box you want. It's very streamlined, so things don't get out of hand. Yeah, people need some constraints, or they just feel they like babies do? without a I blanket, know. and their arms are flopping around. And, and it's not just pickups. Yeah, we think we want freedom so bad, but and, no. and we do. You, I mean, but there needs to be. We need to know where the boundaries are. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I was just telling Nat, I let my youngest son today choose what we were going to do the yeah. whole day. I said, buddy, King for a day. today is your day. And the reason I did that is not to spoil him. It may sound like that. Mm-hmm. The reason I did that is that I feel he's been frustrated lately. This has nothing to do with guitars. He's, this is parenting advice. Well, yeah, yeah, give that out too. Do the uh, a favor. He's been frustrated lately, and I think it's because he's the youngest. He never gets yeah, his way. His older shine. brother calls the shots. His older yeah. brother's better at everything. He's in the shadow of his dang older brother. Uh, he's always told what to do and when to do it. Go that. brush your teeth. Go yep. get dressed. Go yep. put away these books. Go do, you know. Find your shoes again. Yeah, find your shoes. And he never gets to call the shots. So I thought, man, I'm going to give him one day where he chooses everything. And there were almost no constraints, right? I mean... Yeah, within reason. Within reason. Like but he crunch needed... berries, yeah. soda pop all day, whatever. No, he needed to know where okay. the boundaries were. Right on. You know what he chose for his dinner? I do not. Pizza and Caesar salad. 
Caesar salad. Yeah. He's seven. That's I interesting. Was, yeah, I was impressed. Anyway, I took him to do this. I took him to do that. We did fun things all day. We went all day hard. By the end of the day, he was disappointed. Shoot. Yeah. So, and I think it's because, well, he told me, he said, Dad, we didn't get to do everything on my list. Yeah, man. You know? These unmet expectations yeah. haunt us. So you got to know... These dreams. You got to know the parameters. You got to know where the boundaries are. And that's why I went in and made it so that when you order a pickup, there's boundaries, man. Yeah. You, you, you can't order an, a seven-string Telecaster pickup yeah, from me. you got those uh, gutter things that got in the bowling for the kids. That's right. Good thinking. You did the world a favor. I did. That's nice. I thought you were going to say I streamlined it so you can have... <laughs> so you can have a black pickup or no pickup, yeah, you know, like right. some Henry Ford stuff, really streamlined. I'm going to help the, you. That's the next that step. That is the next, if they push you too yeah. far. Yeah. Well, I've, I still get orders for Bakelite pit guards, even though I've disabled. You, you can't order one from me. People find a way? Yeah. They email me and they go, hey, man, <laughs> I ordered one of these from you. Years ago, and I love it so much. I please, I need one for my other telly. I know it's disabled on your website, but is there anything I can, you know, any way I can twist your arm to make one? I'm like, oh, all right. Great. You know, I mean, if somebody's going to ask me like that, I have to make one. Well, I don't have to, but I do. They're not easy. They chip, don't they? Uh, they can. Only it's, it's not. If you don't have good touch. It's okay. not a huge deal. The thing about it is, so I have these big, they're blank sheets of Bakelite. I put it on the table router, and I have a, you know, template with a, the the router bit has a bearing on it that mm -hmm. glides up against the template, so it cuts the shape out. And then you smooth the edges. You have to drill the mounting holes. You have to countersink the mounting holes. Yep. And then it goes to the paint booth because they're lacquered. That's a neat touch that I didn't know. Yeah. And yeah, I think you showed me that. They're not just lacquered once. That, you know, they get like five or six coats, but, uh, and that, so that takes a week, right? Because I only want to do one coat yeah. a day. Yeah. Because if you, if you do too many coats in too right. short of a time period, it'll never cure properly. Yeah, all the way. So, um, they get painted, but part of the painting process, you know, the vintage, uh, pit guards had these weird striations on them. Huh. Yeah. From manufacturing or yeah. processing or... And I don't know how they got they there. They just got them and you see but, them. But they have striations. And so I mimic those uh, when I when I paint them. And so Whoa. that is an extra step and it takes extra time. Anyway, the point is it was too time consuming. So I just disabled the, the ability right. to order them. Nobody has time for that. I did raise the prices of them and people do tend to email me pleading their case yeah and i usually say part. okay yeah oh yeah it's a neat part can't blame them too much well what i need to do like i just did with pickups not long ago i went and made like a hundred bobbins of each type of pickup i made raft so i just have i just have boxes of pre-made pre-lacquered ready to go bobbins they're ready to go all i gotta do is grab one and wind it and it's really gonna save me time in the long run over the next year you know yeah what I need to do is the same thing with pit guards. I need to cut like 50 of them and then open that right. back up on my website because 
the way I'm running my business now, it's like, why do I hate money? You know, I need products to sell. Right. And, and one at a time in response and being responsive and feeling under the gun is not good. No. Like, and, and it's not efficient. I got to get all Henry Ford about yeah, this. Yeah, you to, do. To call back to you your, do. your reference. Yeah. All right. That's enough rambling. I don't know. What else is on my bench? It doesn't matter. Let's do <laughs> a, a tiny bit. Uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Do well, a thing. All right. Do whatever you want. Well, I, th- we, I think we have a call from a fellow. Oh, here. that would be great. Yeah. Shall we, uh, yeah. should we take it? Yeah, hit the button. Hi, Eric. It's Bob in Boulder County, Colorado. I have a question regarding quote-unquote vintage wiring on a two-pickup Gibson guitar with a three-way toggle, three-way switch, and the volume and tone for each pickup. seems like most of the guitars, including, I think, my 1960 345, when the pickup selector is in the middle and both pickups are activated and you turn down the volume control for one of the pickups, mm-hmm. yeah. it starts getting so you're getting more of the other pickup and turning down the volume on the correct knob. Okay. But you get to a point where you get all the way down and the whole guitar dies. That's right. right. On my guild, when you turn down one pickup, all the way with the two pickup selector in the correct position, you get the other pickup at full volume. Really? Now, here's my question. Were the 50s Gibsons set up like this, or do they behave more like my guild? Hmm. Not sure why I need to know this, but it's just a cool question. That is a cool question. And I appreciate the podcast and your knowledge that you're sharing with the world. Thank you. That is a good question. Thanks, Bob. It's a great one. Appreciate it. Yeah. We've talked, I th- I feel like we have we must have talked about this on the show before, but yeah. Vintage Gibsons, the traditional way they're wired when they have more than one volume control is that the volume, e- either volume control works as a master when both pickups are selected. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Well, it, it switches off at the end. Yes. At the bottom of its. That's correct. Travel yeah. switches the. Kills the whole sound. Thing. Yeah. Yep. It's a master volume. Yep. Okay. Why they did that, I don't know. That's that was the choice they made. If you buy an Epiphone. This is what we talked about before. That's right. Yeah. The, like so, a Gibson Les Paul and an Epiphone Les Paul. Mm-hmm. An Epiphone will be wired differently. To this day, Gibsons are wired that way, right? Okay. Epiphones are wired this way. Two volume controls, and they work independent of each other. So when both pickups are on, you can turn down one one pickup, and the other one's still on. Yep. With one knob all the way down. So you'd have to turn both volumes all the way off to have it off. Yeah. Okay. Why they did this, I don't know. I can't tell you why. I can tell you how they did it. I'd be interested to know. Well, a volume pot has three lugs. Mm -hmm. One of them is the ground, always. Uh, And then, you know, that makes it so that when you roll the pot all the way down, things are just getting shorted out to ground, and that's why why the sound goes away. Shunted to ground. Yeah. Yep. Now, the other two lugs that aren't ground 
One's in, one's out, right? You can wire it either way. Okay. With those two lugs. They're, okay. With yep. those two lugs, they're interchangeable. But it'll behave differently depending on how you do it. Huh. So if the pickup is going into the um, uh, middle yeah. and then the and then the outer lug is going to the jack, it'll behave one way. Okay. And then if you swap them, and then it'll behave another way. So like Fender, when uh, when you wire up a Telecaster or something, the pickup goes to the outer lug or the switch. Mm-hmm. You know, the signal coming yeah. in from the switch goes to the outer lug. And the middle lug goes out to the jack. Right? Uh now I can't remember. Dang it. On Gibson's, which is which? Hi. See, what happens is... I'm so barely that, hanging on. Yeah, what happens is um, the middle lug is the wiper. Yeah. So... I have the potentiometer. Yeah, so when the wiper hits all the way to the ground, then that grounds it out. So if the jack is hooked up to the wiper, then it'll be a master volume. Because everything's going to ground. Yeah. That comes through there. Yeah. Or everything coming out to the jack. Yeah. So if you put the pickup to the wiper, it'll kill that pickup, but not the other one. So like Epiphones are wired. So I'll be dug on. Yeah. So the switch is going to the middle lug, and then the out to the jack is going out that uh, outer the outer lug. Deal. Thank you. The outer, outer lug. That's hard to do. It's hard to diagram. I, it really is. You did a good job. Did I? Are you sure? I, you did. I don't know if I did. I was just uh, really just kind of yeah. trying to hang on, and then you you brought it all but home. But the you know the easy thing to understand is there's three lugs, and it just matters how you wire them, whether you want it to behave like a vintage Gibson mm-hmm. or a modern Epiphone. And apparently, as or, Bob said, his guild works yep, that way too, like guild. an Epiphone. And he also said he wondered if the 50s Gibsons were different from 60s, and you're saying nope. Yeah. To my knowledge, Gibsons were always and are still wired so that any individual volume pot is a master volume yeah. when multiple pickup pickups are activated. Yeah, they got two pickups and four knobs, and that's what you get. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was good. That was some... Uh, I think I made it unnecessarily technical, but... No, that's what I was looking for. I think we got to be a little technical here and again. That's good. Yeah, it can't all be parenting advice. Well, yeah, no, that's half the time. (laughs) Well, that was good. Thank you, Bob. I tell you what, we've got got a a few phone... Or not phone calls. We've got a few uh, emails. Should we read an, an email? Let's try one. Letters. We get letters. We get stacks and stacks of letters. Eric and Nat, the podcast is always entertaining, occasionally hilarious, and consistently an incredibly generous and invaluable source of information. Wow, thanks. He buttered us all up. I tell you what. I like it. I have a 1950s Duo Sonic with a stripped mounting hole on one side of the neck pickup. Mm. Hmm. Okay. A quick perusal of the web yields, unsurprisingly, a range of what seems to be hacks for fixing the issue. J.B. Weld, 
in the screw hole and re-tap. Super glue around the mounting threads. Replace with a bigger screw. Huh. Add a nut and solder it in place. And others. Others propose solutions that seem a little suspect. Wondering if you have a preferred fix for this. Thanks, Tim. Right on. Thanks, Tim. That's a good question, Tim. I don't think we've had that on the show before. This would also apply to a lot of other Fender-style pickups where, you know, like Strat. If you could strip out the mounting hole. Yeah, where the mounting hole is a, it's it's called Forbon. It's not plastic. It's not Bakelite. Really? It's like a, it's some weird fiber sheet. Pressed. Pressed fiber. Super cardboard with paraffin in it or something? Yeah, right. Good. Creosote or something in there? Some, yeah, some <laughs> probably not creosote, but <laughs> cadmium. I don't know. Yeah. Some cancer causing yeah, goo. Yeah, PCBs, man. No, uh, but it's called Forbon, and it's huh. not. It looks a lot like Bakelite, but it's called Forbon, and it you can thread it so those those threads of the pickup height adjustment screw and the you know also the mounting screw as you turn it the pickup goes up and down mm-hmm. along the threads. Pretty handy. It is nice. It's very rare for those to get stripped, honestly. You don't see it often. You'd think you'd see it more. If it's made out of, you know, Cap'n Crunch boxes pressed together. and Yeah. That stuff is pretty stout. And nobody um, nobody fiddles with their pickups that much. Enough you to know? wreck it, yeah. Right? It's not like a, I mean, like a saddle screw gets messed with way more than a pickup adjustment screw yep. typically people kind of set their pickups where they like them and that's move, where they stay on with life yeah. yeah so it's kind of rare to see but it does happen the uh the bad news is tim there's not an easy fix for this oh no he thought they were hacks and he's yeah, the, there's nothing the good. reason they sound kind of hacky is because there's no clean way like you can't you know it's like putting toothpaste paste back in the tube you can't Um, it can't be done so it's cruddy you have to fill the hole with something and re-tap it but you can't do it with four ban four bond whatever so you know jb weld is that's pretty good i don't know you know you could try um i don't know some epoxy i would if i were doing this i would probably mix epoxy with graphite powder okay and fill the hole and then drill it, and then tap it. And you'd actually still have to tap it. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Or you can use, you know, Fender, oftentimes the the mounting screws are actually self-tapping. If you look at yeah. the tip, it'll have a little notch cut out of it. That means it's a self-tapping screw. So if you have that, you don't need to tap it. You just drill out the hole about the same size diameter as the skinny parts of the screw. Okay, yep. And then it'll kind of self tap. Yeah, and, and then it'll it'll self tap as you as you thread the uh, the screw into the hole. And then probably don't adjust it repeatedly. Yeah, um, you know if uh, you see this happen on like humbuckers or something where there's metal on metal, and you can do things like solder a nut onto it, or wow. you know a little more permanent solutions, right? But when you're you're dealing with four bond, it's like you know, it's like hardened silly putty. I mean, how are we going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And it, yeah, don't take to new. You can't just patch it with the same stuff. No, it's not like tar. No, so you have huh. to you have to fill the hole with something and redrill it, and it's it's going to be you know it's going to be touchy. Yeah, and it's not going to be a a really really stout repair. So don't mess with it. Just get it going, get it threaded on there, and leave it alone. That's my that's my opinion. That's my advice, Tim. That's a real good one. Well written question. I appreciate that, Tim. Let me try another one. Hey, Eric, I have a clear body Lucite guitar from the 70s, similar to a Dan, Dan Armstrong. I thought you were going to say similar to a bowling ball. Oh, that would be cool. Sadly, it's just similar to a Dan Armstrong Lucite guitar. This is a Japanese copy. Hmm. I ordered a replacement okay. Strat style neck from Warmoth, and the heel of the neck is maybe a millimeter or less too wide and won't fit the pocket. Any idea if I can file or sand the yep the sides of l- the lucite pocket to widen it just a little? Do I need mm. special tools or can I use the same ones I use on wood? Love the broadcast. I like that. Thanks for sharing your knowledge, John mm. G. in PA. He's in old Pennsylvania. He says, "Love the broadcast." I yeah. like that. Isn't that great? Yeah, we're they're old, all buttering us up. Old time. old timey broadcasters. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, I've never tried to um, mill lucite. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, well, no, I have. You have? Just not a guitar body. But I've made, like, lucite pit guards out of sheets, you know? You know what? You made a back panel for that amp that we built mm. live on the yeah. broadcast. More or less. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Was that Lucite or Plexiglass? Same-ish thing? Yeah, kind of same-ish thing. Different um, brand name. I've made pit guards and I've made um, truss rod covers and different things. So oh, it yeah. does mill. You can you can use a router. So you could you could use a a router and a neck um, routing, like a neck pocket routing template to open up that... Uh, Neck, neck pocket yeah. a little bit, but I don't know if you I don't know if you want to do that. Does did he say the uh, the neck he ordered is it already finished? I don't know. It just says Strat style replacement neck from Warmoth. Yeah. Huh. Um, I'm wondering if that's finished or not. If it's not finished, if it doesn't have finish on it, then don't mess with the body. Sand the neck down on the sides just a little bit. He says it's just a little bit, right? Uh, yeah. A millimeter or, or less. Or less, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would thin the neck down just a hair to fit in the pocket, sand it down, and then you can finish it. But he probably ordered it finished from... From Warmoth, yeah. That's part of the, so part of the point, right? Yeah, so you're going to have to... I don't know. You could get... If, if you're more of a... Uh, a tinkerer and you don't have templates and routers and such you could get sandpaper and probably probably sand the sides of the pocket enough to where it'll fit but a nice flat sandy please, block yeah please do a nice job make it look good because yeah. you're gonna make me look bad if you do a bad job because mm. i told you to do it yeah <laughs> but maybe that's easier than on a, on a well-known guitar Lucy. tech podcast yeah this of all of them this is yeah. one yeah, this is one. one. Yeah. Thank Warmoth. You know, we had a I used to have a customer in Seattle who would order stuff from Warmoth and he 
always pronounced it war moth. Okay. Moth. Like a yeah. the flying insect. Well is it is it O T H or is it O U T H? I don't remember. It's O T H. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's not war mouth. War yeah, war moth. Like and our it became a joke between me and the crew of this guitar store. And then you couldn't unsay it. Like huh? Like a like a band name like Black yeah. Sabbath, you right? Know? It's, War Moth. Yeah, it's written in like lightning flames. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Like capital W, capital M. Pretty cool T-shirts from War Moth. War Moth. <laughs> That'd be a good band name for like a you know. Well, eighty it, years. Ago. If you make your own guitars. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, huh? Yeah, let's take a load off. Take a break. We'll come right back with more. Good. Do it. After these messages, we'll be right back. This episode of the Fret Files podcast is brought to you by Apex Coffee Roasters. At Apex, they believe coffee's quality and uniqueness starts and ends well before it reaches their facility. That is why they meticulously source all of their coffees from around the globe to find the highest possible quality. They work with importers and farmers to guarantee fair purchasing costs throughout the entire supply chain. Apex Coffee knows that it is the diligent craftsmanship and artistry of producers all over the world who make great coffee a reality. Roasting the coffee is a necessity to unlock all the aromas and flavors we all enjoy in our coffee cups. Exactly how a coffee is roasted is the greatest influence on how it will ultimately taste. The goal at Apex Coffee is simply to reveal the coffee's natural flavors and showcase all the producers' hard work. Let me tell you, they're experts at that. You'll taste it in every cup, and you'll be amazed at how affordable it is. Check them out at apexcoffeeroasters.com and use my promo code PINUP at checkout. That's P-I-N-U-P to get 10% off your purchase. They even have monthly subscriptions available so that you will never run out of the best coffee you can buy. That's apexcoffeeroasters.com. And tell them that Eric at the Fret Files podcast sent you. Get ready for the taste of Apex Coffee. You know playersgearmusic.com is the go-to place for neck heating irons or neck presses. We've been telling you about that for a long time. But you should really check out his effects pedals. Go to playersgearmusic.com. Rick over there makes custom guitar pedals, and he makes all kinds. They're so unique. Check them out. Uh, Distortion pedals, boosts, fuzz pedals. And sometimes they're in really unique um, containers. Sometimes they're uh, painted wild. you got to check it out. Playersgearmusic.com. While you're there, look up the neck heating irons that he sells. It's the only place on earth that I'm aware of you can still buy one, and it's essential. It's essential in my shop. I use mine all the time. Playersgearmusic.com. Check it out. Hi, Eric. Hi. Not a guitar repair question. You might say not a guitar repair show. I regret to say. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Sometimes it's not. It's that and more. Yeah, things get through the cracks every now and again. But nevertheless, a question from a longtime listener who enjoys the show's quirks as well as its invaluable information. Great. With that said, may I ask, given how you like to pronounce the word height, <laughs> how exactly... Do you imagine it is spelled? Oh, my God. Um, he didn't include a question mark at the an interrobang bang at the end of his yeah, that's all right. interrogation. I ask purely in the spirit of pedantic small-mindedness. Oh, I appreciate Sincerest that. best wishes, Ashley O. from North Ireland. Mm. 
from I'm from Ireland. Yeah, we know this guy. Yeah. That's pretty cute. Listen. <laughs> uh, I know exactly how it's spelled. <laughs> so you might imagine I, I think it's spelled differently, but I'm not illiterate. <laughs> I just have a regional yeah. American accent. Regional that, dialect. That, uh, you know, perhaps you're unfamiliar with in your corner of the world. I don't know how I pronounce the word height. Do I say height? I think you do. Probably that's okay. Here's why. Well, first of all, we had dads, and that's how they pronounced it. Yes. <laughs> right? Your, did your dad grow up on a farm? Yes. So did my dad. And they didn't have height, that's for sure. Plus, what about the spelling of height lends itself to making those phonemes out of one's mouth? But I think it's the, the width, length, height, continuum. So it has that agreement with that, yeah, you know? Yeah, width, length, and height. Yeah, yeah. so there's like That's this, what people say, right? Yeah. I'm not alone I, in this. I, I'm not alone in this. Well, I wish Don't, you hadn't not phrased it that way, but I try to say height, having noticed that. But maybe I'm pedantic and small-minded, and... <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, that would, that have would, you met Ashley that, O from uh, North Ireland? Well, I Speaking think of Ireland, helpful. listen. Oh, no. I mean, if we want it, if we want to talk about uh, hard to understand brogues, yeah, I see. I have a hard time understanding. Perhaps, perhaps these fellows uh, over across the pond have a hard time understanding me. Boy, I bet they do. I bet they think it's funny. I bet they do. Listen, to this guy say "solder" or whatever. Yeah, you know. There was a podcast I found, and I really was excited to listen to it. I can't even remember what it was about, but I went to tune in, and I'm like, oh crap. Well, I wish it was in English. I mean, it was from <laughs> yeah. Ireland or something. Right, right. I could not understand the fella. Because right. maybe they were affecting accents and really hamming it up like we do. Well, I couldn't understand a word. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, it wasn't like Monty Python. Yeah. You know. John Cleese stuff. No, it wasn't David Attenborough. These, these were backwoods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hillbilly. Yeah. Hillbilly UK. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, I'm sorry I don't pronounce things the way you all want me to, but yeah. uh, let's just move on. You're going to have see, to enumerate a much longer list because it ain't just that. <laughs> leave me alone with the pronunciation, okay? <laughs> the, you weren't here for the last episode I did a solo show, oh, but man. somebody wrote in and was was complaining, not complaining, but pointing out Noting. that I that I say the word Yamaha strangely. How do you? How would you pronounce that brand? Yamaha. Yeah. Do, do people say Yamaha or yeah. something? Listen, man. We, yeah. But we first heard Yamaha when we were six years old or yeah. something. Yeah. When people said Toyota and S- stuff. Sweet motorcycle. What Datsun. is it? It's a Yamaha. My grandpa would call it a Datsun. Yeah. Or maybe they still, I don't know. Yeah, we do the best we can. I saw some joke on the internet where a guy was shopping for a guitar and he bought a Yamaha <laughs> and he goes, Man, this is a great guitar. Thanks for selling me this guitar, Yamaha. <laughs> and by the way, I'm looking for a motorcycle. Do you know any? You know where I can buy a good motorcycle? Yeah, no kidding. And the Yamaha salesman says, "You're not going to believe this." <laughs> but anyway, yeah, tennis rackets, the whole thing. They're yeah, great. they make everything. They do a great job. All right, thanks for pointing that out, Ashley. We really appreciate it here uh, on I the thought, show. I thought that was fun. Good yeah, to know let's everybody cares make everybody all. make fun of the way I pronounce. Look, it's a regional, you know, like uh, 
it's like your grandma. How would she? How would she tell you to wash your hands? I was just gonna hope. I was hoping you'd say that. She'd say, "Wash them up." Wash. Yeah, wash. It's a sound like this. Wash. Yeah. It's not wash, although it sounded like that to my ears because you have to kind of transliterate it in your own brain first. It's like wash. Yeah. Or where did that come from? From Walla Walla, Washington. Yeah, right. How my uncle would pronounce. Washington. My grandmother on my dad's side would say wash up. Yeah. Wash up wash for up. dinner. Yep. And, uh, you know, she came from like Denmark or something. Like, yeah. you know, I yeah, don't know if that was a, from. If no. that was like a Swedish. I, what is they, it? They just learned it from. They're just radio announcers. Paul Harvey was talking that way or something. I don't know. Maybe. It's, it's regional stuff that's a little bit lost. Gosh, I wish we were prepared for this. We'd have a good little essay yeah. of bonus cool. points yeah. to any podcast listeners who know who Paul Paul Harvey is. Yeah. Because I I loved listening to Paul Harvey when I was a kid. Yeah. Paul Harvey. Good day. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they had him on the radio, and that's where we learned our stuff. Yeah. Let me try another one. Please do. Thanks for that, Ashley. God, I hope it's not about pronunciation well how could it not be maybe it'll be guitars hi eric and nat i have a dead vintage dan electro pickup oh i thought he was saying dead like an intensifier he means not working Hmm. non-functional vintage dan electro pickup my condolences yeah and i want to attempt rewinding it myself Hmm. oh my god yeah condolence breaks that's what that was Let's hear more. Okay. <laughs> Do go on. I'm slightly tech savvy. Okay. That's I'm good. good at soldering and I know electronics. I have, however, never rewound a pickup. Oh. Never. Oh. I should emphasize rewound a pickup. Oh. Can you give me a verbal guide as to how to go about this? What supplies I need? How to wind it? How to disassemble, reassemble it? Thanks. Jerry in Redding, California. Jerry, I have bad news. Oh no! For you. Oh, listen. Give it a shot. I've wound thousands of pickups. You've never wound one, Jerry. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I would, I would think long and hard before attempting to rewind a vintage Dano pickup. They're very, very. They're pro- it's probably the most difficult pickup to rewind in existence. Oh man! The reason being is there's no bobbin. It is. It's a tank. It's a wallop tangled mass. It's a ball of wire yeah. around a bar magnet. And I don't know how they did it at the factory because you take one apart and it's, and they barely fit in, in those covers. So there's no like mechanical they, means of twisting no. this thing around. Uh uh-uh. uh. Is there a chance they did that by hand repeatedly? No. I talked to Jason Lawler about this. I, I interviewed Jason From Lawler. From the pickups up in. Yeah, Washington. Lawler pickups. Yeah, Washington. I interviewed him about uh, pickups. Uh, you know, one of the first episodes what of the show. Yeah. It was like I don't know the fifth or sixth or seventh or tenth episode of the show was a, an interview with Jason Lawler, and we touched on this. And I asked him because I was at the time I really wanted to. I was interested in Dan Electro pickups. I still am. That would have been a great angle for you. And I asked him any chance. There's going to be a Dan Electro style lipstick tube Lawler pickup mm-hmm. available, and he he laughed and he goes, "No, no, I'm going to let somebody else mess yeah, with that." And we talked it. about it for a while. 
the way they were wound, he told me, the way they were wound, the <clears throat> they mount the bar magnet onto something, you know, and spin it. Yeah, they'd have to. And as you wind it, the wire went through some kind of liquid goo. No. That would make it adhere to the magnet. Yeah, like some Holy kind of... Holy cow. I think that's what he Beyond said. Beyond the enamel. Yeah. It was like epoxying itself into a tangled mass. Of As you wind it. Whoa. So that it would stick. Because there's no bobbin. You take that out of there, you'll be amazed. It's just like a... It's just like a ball of twine in there, except it's finer than hair. I mean, it's really fine wire. Oh, it is. Oh. Wrapped around an... And they used... I don't know why, but they used Elnico 6. Bar magnets, you yeah. said? Yeah, on... Which 6 is just an unusual... You know, you'd think they'd use Elnico 5. I wouldn't know. Elnico or Elnico? See, now you guys have me thinking about how to pronounce everything. Knock it I off with the, with the pronunciation emails. This is right? fraught. Start your own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it would be good. I'd listen to it unless it's in Irish. That's that right. Hard for us. That's right. Gaelic, man. Yeah, well, if it's in Gaelic, I'd listen just for a minute just yeah, to hear it. But that'd be nice. I wouldn't understand a word. Yeah. So, Jerry, no, I would not recommend you do this on oh, your own. Now, if you no. really want to and if you're really savvy, maybe you're some kind of genius, dude. Yeah. Maybe you can do it and then tell us how you did it. But I'm, I, I tell you what, that's a that is a delicate operation because you've got to have continuity through that whole thing. And then there's got to be a start and a, and a finish, and it has to be soldered up to the contacts, and it's got to have leads that come out. And when you check that thing with a multimeter, it oh, better no. it better read you know four, four something k ohms, ohms because I tell you, I mean even just I've had to take one apart once and then try to put it back together, not even rewind it, and trying to get those things back in that tube is. I'm telling you, Whoa. that's a tricky operation. I don't know how, at the factory, I don't know how they did those because it's it's tricky. Halloween episode. There is no extra room in there. None. Maybe they had a big old press like that won the war or something and they had it sitting around. And they that could be. Press those lips, lipstick tubes in there. That could be. But that's that's this is why not many companies make Dan Electro reproduction lipstick tube well. pickups. And when you do see one... They're almost always not right because it's like they've got a tiny plastic bobbin in there and they use wire that's too thin mm. in order to get around the and fact they make that, a they, real just, that they just haven't the made it right. Yeah. 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 Shoot. Dang it. That's disillusioning. It is, it, but that's that's the reality. And yep. I've I've faced that I've I've looked down the barrel of that gun many times, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry needed to hear that. I understand, but you know Dang it. I don't know. I was going to say if you want to if you want to email me send it to me but I don't know. I I don't I really don't know if I would I guess I would. I don't know, but let's, I don't know how. Let's just trail off and yeah, call it good on that let's one. Let's just assume that Jerry's a fig, figment of our imagination. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Who? What? Let's All right, try next. Try another one fun while lasted. Eric. That's me. It's enthusiastic. It's all caps. If you had a spare hundred bucks to burn. Oh, if. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. And you were just starting out as a hobbyist in the guitar tech world. What would you buy first from a place like Stumac or Philadelphia Luthier Supply? Mm-hmm. I extemporaneized. Guide me. 
Thanks, Larry in Ohio. Thanks, Larry. That's I think a good we've, question. I think we've heard from Larry before. Seems like it. Yeah. Uh, if I had a spare hundred bucks to burn and I was just starting out, just what, starting out, what would I buy? What would you buy first? Well, Larry, you're probably expecting I'm going to say tools. Well, yeah, I am too. Yeah. You're throwing us a curve. I would buy a few books. Hey. If you're just starting out. Yeah. Dan Earlywine's Guitar Player Repair Guide. Mm-hmm. That's where I would start. Um, yep. Stuart McDonald also has a really good comprehensive book about guitar wiring. Oh. And wouldn't you know it? You know when someone else that has one? They uh, are soon to be carrying a solid sound. Mm. You will be able to get my book, Solid Sound, uh, from Stuart McDonald. Not a real live outfit. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I know. Neat. It is cool. I know. That's good. I know. You had it a is product cool. at yeah. the Stumac. They sent me a check and I sent him a big box of books. Wow. It was cool. I tell you what, getting a check from Stumac after I've sent them all that money over yeah. these years was pretty yep. neat. I got to tell you. Wow. And if you told me when I was just starting out that someday I'd write a book and Stumac would carry it, I don't know if I'd have believed that. That's pretty neat. For, it is for neat. For a book, instead of, like, the knowledge of it, instead of maybe just, like, you had a weird bridge belly fixer or something. No, yeah. no offense. To, that's a great product. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to put anybody down. Get scrutinized for it. Okay. So yeah, sometimes it's fun. Th- that's what I would do, is I would buy... They have. They also have DVD series, like how to do neck resets. I would think about the specialties that you're wanting to go into, because... You know, people get into this for different reasons. Some some guys are acoustic guitar freaks. Mm-hmm. Some guys getting into this are all amped up about pickups or... Vintage-y stuff. Yeah, maybe. so maybe get something that pertains more to what you're doing, uh, an acoustic guitar repair guide or, a, or a, a book that has acoustic guitar plans in it, you know? Yeah. That's what I would do. I'd stock up on books first. The cool thing about a book like Dan Earlywine's uh, Guitar Player Repair Guide, which is a great book. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I think there's a section in there about all the tools you should probably buy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, that book, just starting with that book, if you just order that book and then uh, use his recommendations as as a reference to spend the rest of your hundred dollars <laughs> that's a great foundation yeah but that's what i would do buy some buy some books and maybe some dvds if you've got the coin really good yeah. one okay that sounds really helpful hello fret files podcast howdy hey i've had quite an adventure refinishing an old telecaster from the 90s old well and now I apologize. Thirty years old, <laughs> is it? What on earth? And now that it's done, I hate it. Oh, haha! It looks like crap. What would you charge to strip it again and give it a nice vintage-looking blonde finish? Thanks, Cat in Texas. Wow. Wow, indeed. Uh, can't wait to hear this. Well, I used to do things like this, you know. The things you used to do. Yeah, the things that I used to do. (laughs) Oh, yeah, what a great one. Uh, I won't take 
refinishes from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and forward anymore. They got. I'm just too dang busy. Them. Yes, it's too. I I can't. I get a lot of requests. People want me to refinish their whatever, and unless it's vintage, I just I'm going to turn it down because I don't have the time to do them all. I just don't. So I had to draw the line somewhere. So I'll I'll only do vintage finishes. So I'm sorry in your case here, cat. Uh, I won't do that. I'm sorry, but uh, you could send it to. I would if I were you. And I'm not. Yeah. But if I were, as far as I know, I would send it to uh, Mark Jenny. M J T. Okay. Yeah. Finishes. I think it's M J T. Guitar something dot com. You know, you can find it. Just type it into Google. Mark Jenny. Uh, but that's what he does. He he sells pre-finished and relict, you know, necks and bodies and mm-hmm. whatnot, and also does uh, refinishing services, right? Still doing it, huh? As far as I know, yeah. Well, he's a trooper because they got all that lucite and junk all over him. And huh? how how much longer do you think they got all that plastic poly finish that's so hard to get through? Isn't, oh yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah. your objection? Is how long it would take to strip that? Oh, I off. hate stripping. The, yeah, no, no, and no, it's I won't like, do it. Is it like 10 times as much time, and plus it's noxious and gross? And I've seen YouTube videos of guys stripping poly bodies with heat guns. That sounds wrong. I know, but it looks like it goes pretty fast, but, you know, I they tried know it doing, and huh? ended up with big burn spots on the wood. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> it's rowdy, man. And it probably didn't get it all off a great way. I don't know. Maybe it does. Tricky. Well, it sounds like he's already a cat. Yeah, maybe we don't know. He or she, I don't yeah. know. Cat might be short for Catherine. Yeah, Which or it might just awesome. be a cool cat. Might yeah. be some cool cat guy. Yeah. I don't know. Person's from Texas. So I don't want to assume your gender. Could be Wildcat my, Kelly, my friend. So I'm just going to call you friend. Pale. Listen, yeah. friend. <laughs> Good one. Uh, I don't know whether our friend in Texas has uh, stripped that off or not. I, you know. I assume so because they refinished it, right? So they probably stripped it first and then finished it, and yeah. then now it's got the finish that Cat put on it, which That's is right. probably not polyurethane. It's probably some rattle can uh, yeah, lacquer, re-wrench that, dealy. That'll be easy to strip. Yeah, that may be yeah. the case. Yeah, but so, now that it's done, I hate it. That's what. And quite an adventure may allude to the fact that yeah, it's hard as heck. Yeah, it is. It's it awful. really is. It's and not as easy as you think. I hate it. Not yeah. not it's bad. Right. I just hate it. Yeah. You know, because it was that that onerous a task. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, no, it does look like crap. Okay. Yeah, he said it looks like crap. Yeah. We don't know what went wrong. <laughs> I don't know either, but it'll be cheaper. Cat, it'll be cheaper if you strip it first before you send it into Mark Janney. Yeah, that's the awful part. Yeah. That's the part nobody wants to do. The other part's just skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I would do. Send it to someone like like Mark Jenny, or, you know, there's probably other outfits around the country that are doing that. Neighborhood teenagers? Yeah, well, maybe. The line, I don't huh? know, yeah. Depending uh, on your kids, I don't know. Yeah, that about does it for this episode of the show. Uh, yeah, thanks for Thanks for tuning in on your local yeah. podcasting device. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. We're sorry we pronounce things funny. If you want to participate in the show, and you probably should, 
you can go to my website. That's ericdaw.com. E-R-I-C-D-A-W.com. Click the contact link and uh, submit your question there. We'll uh, question or comment, whatever it is. We'll use it as part of the show. The other way to do it is to call or text 757-774-8482. That number, once again, is 757-774-8482. Just leave a voicemail there. We'll use that as part of the part of the show, or you can text that number. Anyhow, it's been fun, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Good night.